You have to love it with every ounce of your heart and your soul because yeah, of course, of course there's beginner's luck or of course sometimes like having Mean Girls as my first audition is is crazy. Now that I know, now that I know the industry, that's nuts that that was my first audition to even be in that room. It's been 15 years without that. It's been 15 years of like hustling and working hard and anyone that asks me, I want to be an actor. What do you think? My first thing is like, do you love it with all of your heart and soul, right? Like that's because for me, it doesn't ever really feel like work. Yeah, I get discouraged. Yes, I get sad. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Good Vibe. I'm so excited to bring you guys today's episode with Sabina Gadecki, who is literally one of LA's top actresses and models, and she is the most humble, genuine, sincere being I seriously, no. Like, this woman is amazing. She's married to Tyler Rich, who, if you guys don't know Tyler, he is a huge country music star and just literally his music is unreal. So, I highly recommend you guys check out Tyler also because his songs are all such a vibe. And Sabina and him are just the cutest couple ever. Their wedding, if you Google it, is all over the internet, like with the press and just the amazing wedding that they had. They actually recreated it like a festival because they met at Stagecoach and it's just the cutest story. But I just think that this episode is such a perfect representation of that and really will leave you so motivated and uplifted to go just kick ass and live the life on your terms. And speaking of living a life on your terms, I'm so excited to announce my branding membership and PR agency side of what I've been working on with my team is finally open for enrollment. So if you are a personal brand, an influencer, a thought leader, a public figure, an entrepreneur, anyone who wants to truly just scale their brand presence online and live a life of legacy and impact and and make a name for yourself in the online space, and I highly recommend you check out our brand membership and PR agency in the show notes below. There's so many amazing things coming within the community and I can go on a rant about it, but basically if you are looking to scale your business online and a business that extends with your brand, then check it out below. There's a lot of opportunities for also the brand partnerships, PR, sponsorships with working with aligned brands that will come out of being a part of our PR agency. And I'm just so excited to deliver this and for you all to just truly step into your life full out and play big because I think that we live in a world where with the power of social media, we can truly create any life that we envision for ourselves if we capitalize on the online space and we know how to strategically build a brand and a business around that. So I'm always here for your success and always here to support you guys. So connect with me on social at Aisha Sarah on all social media platforms. As always, everything will be linked in the show notes below. I'm here for your success. I love you guys so much and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, an amazing conversation that I had with Sabina Gadecki. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Good Vibe. Oh, your laugh is so cute. Boy, thank you. Hello, guys. And if you guys can't tell, I'm here with the one and only Sabina. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on. Guys, Sabina is such a star. Literally such a star. She's an actress, a model. She's married to Tyler Rich, who's like the best country artist. Like, I swear to God. I'm obsessed with his music. <laughs> I love that you said that after we hung out last time. You're like, I've been listening I to him on stopped. repeat. 
Literally. And like Sabina and I are just laughing because we we did this episode about two weeks ago. We like got to get we actually met for the first time in person. And we shot an amazing episode. It was like an it was over an hour. It was long, but it was good. It was so good. We tapped into everything because Honestly, we're going to, Sabina's so humble, but we tapped into her like journey and there's so many gems with everything you said, but being an actress and a model in LA, it's a tough saturated market and you, it's not, but I always say saturation is a good thing because it really shows you that there's a market for it. And then secondly, like if you have what it takes and you don't give up, like what's on the other side is epic abundance. So we tapped into all of that last episode. (laughs) We'll do it round two. Can I tell you one thing that's really funny about round round one that I did not tell you about. So I remember I was having cocktails last time, but I was like, I just like ripped open a beer, which I never, (laughs) ever have beers. I never have. I don't, I'm not a beer drinker. I like my vodka, my whiskey. And it was so funny that I I didn't even tell you this. So I was just like slugging back that, that beer, our whole podcast. I didn't know that beer makes you want to burp. And so the whole time we were talking, I was panicking on the inside because I was like, oh my God, if I burp, this is going to be the most embarrassing thing. Yeah, but it didn't happen oh and I'm God. glad we're redoing it. So I'm not I'm not swigging beer this time around. I've learned my lesson. Do not She's drink beer into a podcast. like the opposite. She has this like electrolyte drink. Yeah, I learned my Super lesson. Super health. Learn my lesson. I was very much in my head about this burp last time. But the fact that it's like a round two, you guys are just going to get the goods because the first one, it was an amazing episode. I just, maybe I will post it, but uh, the audio just wasn't as super crisp as I want for you guys. Like I always want it to be the top notch. And Sabina has such an inspiring journey story. Just everything you say is just wisdom. And I want to do it justice. And I think that like, if the audio is crystal clear, it definitely will just hit different, you know? And I'm super passionate about like branding and positioning online. And I always think that like how you show up online, how you do any, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Right. So I think that I'm so grateful that we're doing this again. And it's awesome because we just get to hang and have girl. We were talking so much before this always happens with podcasts. I like before I start rolling, just start chatting about everything. Boys, life, LA, chaos, all of it. Everything. It's so good. And speaking of LA, so let's start there. Yes. We're both not from LA. I feel like everyone in LA isn't actually from here. And it's kind of crazy because LA gets that stigma of like, oh, LA is all stuck up. Especially when I moved from Canada, everyone's yeah. like, why are you moving to LA? People are mean. And I'm like, you know what's funny? The mean people aren't even from LA. <laughs> the people who are so nice are, are from LA. They're Absolutely. the locals. So where are you from, Sabina? Let's paint the journey. What brought you to LA? Let's see. Where do I begin? So, well, I'm just going to do a real quick backstory. My mom and dad are from Poland. I was born and raised in Massachusetts. Polish is my first language. I always say that. I'm super proud of it. All my uh, my friends in high school were Polish. Oh, I love that. I love talk. And I know how to swear in Polish, too. I feel like a lot of people always know how to cuss in Polish. I don't know why that's always the takeaway. But I'm not mad about it. Yeah, see, there it is. Love it. See, perfect. Yeah, so I uh, born and raised in Massachusetts. I um, lived in New York for eight years, went to Fordham for international business. That was my fallback plan. Acting has always been my heart and my soul. I moved out to L.A. in 2010 with an ex. Good thing he's an ex because I've got a really great special one now. And I moved out here in 2010 and to keep pursuing my acting. And um, and it's it's been it's been quite the journey. A lot of a lot of ups and downs. And I feel 
really proud of how far I've come because mm-hmm. I didn't have anyone in my life, nobody to handhold me, nobody to open doors for me. It was my own figuring it out. And I, I you know, I know we're new friends, but it seems like that's what you're doing. You're, you've, mm-hmm. you've come out here from Canada and you're, you're figuring it all out by yourself and you're just hustling. And it's like, you, you got to respect people that are doing that. And I think that's awesome. Oh, well, thank you for that. And I think that a lot of people can relate to that because LA is so, for both of us, like where we're from, it's so far away from LA. And like, I even feel like the mindsets of people, um, everyone comes to LA to kind of chase the dream. It's, It's definitely like, not easy to to live out here or find your way but then once you do it's magical and I know that sounds Mm -hmm. cheesy but it truly is Mm -hmm. but let's go into that a little bit so growing up was your family super supportive I know Massachusetts was so different than even like a big city like New York and LA so were you always around like people enforcing like yes Mina go go live the dream yeah I was my you know, my mom and dad, they never, ever, ever put an ounce of doubt in my mind, ever, mm. ever. And there was no hesitation. It was like, whatever makes you happy, which is really, you know, it's a beautiful thing. They never, ever, I never had self-doubt. I just was like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Um, me wanting to get the degree in international business was was my own choice. Yeah, I don't come from a wealthy family. I don't have my parents paying my bills and my rent and my car payments. This was, I, I have to take care of myself. And I, I was always sincerely, you know, interested in it. So I made the choice like, you know, what? I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get this degree, but um, I hope to God I never have to use it. But that was my choice. It wasn't like my, my parents didn't pressure me for that. That was something that was important to me. So Let's hope I never have to use it. <laughs> no, you're guys. We're gonna get into what she's doing, but in the projects you worked on, like they're insane. Oh, thank you. So when you were in New York, is that when the modeling began? I was modeling. You know, it's it's. I've always been doing the acting and modeling. But when you're from a small town in Massachusetts, you're pretty limited with resources mm-hmm. and access. And you know, my mom did did her best. I, I modeled out of Boston and did you know the cover of glow stick boxes growing up and stuff like that. You know, local modeling. And and then when I moved to New York, yeah, I I, I signed with Ford Models in New York when I was 19. And, How did that um, go for people just listening who've always wanted to get Ford and Wilhelmina? Like they're huge agents season it's not necessarily like everyone gets in like <sighs> did you just go to a casting and you know I I had I had gone for years actually with my mom just kind of wa- walking into those open calls and it was it's tough it's one of the most intimidating in spaces like a, you a could ever really yeah so oh god people. it's just like I never want to do that again everyone do that again I actually so yeah I went to a lot of those open calls with my mom and just waiting there but I feel like something happens to you as a young girl. Like there's like a shyness that came over me. Like I don't think I ever really put my best foot forward in those castings as a kid. I just think it's such an intimidating space. And I I wasn't like my mom was forcing me to do it. I wanted to be there. But once you get there and and everyone's so tall and, you know, I'm 5'9", but they're still taller than you and they're skinnier than you and you just can't help but, but you know, compare. But um, how my journey actually ended up happening, I ended up booking this show called The World Poker Tour on the Travel Channel, and um, I was hosting the show. And along with it, ended up coming a few modeling jobs with, you know, along the way, a few print jobs working with brands. And I didn't feel like my acting agent, you know, they worked hard for me, but they didn't really know how to negotiate those contracts. So I actually ended up going back to Ford. I had a friend that was there, and I, I took some pictures, some 
Polaroid pictures and I wrote them a letter and I kind of just explained that. I was like, I'm working on this show. I need someone who has my back and needs someone to look out for me who's educated in this, you know, in this field. And, and they called me in and I remember just walking through those doors. It was like the first moment that I felt like I belong there, you know, it's, but, um, but yeah, that was my, that was my modeling journey, how I got signed. Wow. That's incredible. I love that so much. And I think that's such a, a beautiful like note for someone listening. Like you, you have to just like shoot your shot always. Yeah. And like, if you know, you want something like, regardless of like how scary it is, like just keep going after it like with Ford is that because Ford is specifically just modeling so then when did the acting come into play I've always so around it was all around the same time I actually had an acting I never wanted to host ever that kind of just opportunity just kind of fell into my Mm. hands and it wasn't right for me I I didn't I didn't love it it wasn't super fulfilling for me but I had an acting I went to this program this this summer program through NYU and they had acting just a bunch of agents came in and, and scouted the classes. And um, I got an agent pretty early and I didn't realize how lucky I was. I'd only been really pursuing acting for a really short window. So to, to land an agent quickly, I didn't know how freaking lucky I was. I mean, now, yeah. I mean, I've been doing it for over 15 years at this point. Wow. So now I'm like, oh my God, how lucky was I? Because it's it's hard to find people to believe and in like you. I feel like the right agent because there's so many especially so like many. in LA I I like know so many people who are actresses and models and like some are very successful and some are struggling and like it's just I feel like good people in general it's like when you find the right ones you have to be so grateful and just so but it's hard and it. I think it's like it's hard all around it's hard when you're new for people to trust you and trust that you're good and I get it like I now that I've actually been working more like I was so frustrated trying to break into acting I was like how am I going to break in if everyone just continues to wanting to see my reel everyone's like you're real your work you're real and I'm like ah well until you give me a chance I'm not gonna have the reel and the work and so it was always I was so frustrated but now that I'm working a lot in this space I, I I get it now because there's not time to handhold people and there's no time on set to if if someone isn't prepared and money is so thousands of dollars are being spent per minute on production so like if you you have to be they have to be able to trust you that makes sense so yeah mm. it's, it's about finding the right person to believe in you but it, it is it's a really tough industry to break into because it's hard to get people to trust you if that makes sense so I have to ask yeah. like what was your big break <laughs> like oh gosh what's well, funny my first audition actually ever was for Mean Girls um, it's so cool. And I didn't even know, you know, again, like I say, I didn't know how lucky I was to be in that space, to be in that room. You know, here's an example. I'm, I'm currently working on this show with Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba. It's called LA's Finest. Mm-hmm. And it's a remake. She's the best. She's great. And it's um, a remake of Bad Boys, the movie. But this particular show I had been auditioning for this casting director for about seven years and you always hear this cliche thing of, of people that are actually in the acting space people say oh well it's not a you're not just auditioning for this job you're potentially auditioning for your future job and I was like oh that's bullshit I don't want to hear that I want to book this job <laughs> I want this job that I'm in for right now but really and now I and now I get it now I get that if they're casting this role for that for example that I'm now you know shooting 
they don't have, they can't see every actress in LA. They might want to, but they can't, they don't have enough hours in the day to see every actress and they're not going to do an open casting for this type of a role. So they're going to bring in the people that they trust that are prepared and the people Mm. that have come in for years and the people that they know are right for the role and the way they look, they look like their headshots. They know that they are, you know, memorized and prepared. They know they're going to show up on time. So it's funny. That was the first time I've really realized like, holy shit, this was, I've basically been auditioning for this particular role essentially for seven years because when they brought me in that day, I mean, I had my appointment time and and so did the girl after me before. It wasn't an open call. It wasn't, you know, a hundred girls out the the door, just one after another. It was my appointment. And I, I realized in that moment, like, wow, like this is, this is what everyone's always been talking about. Like you're not, you're always, you've got to win over these casting directors to make sure that they trust you and get to know you and and trust you to bring into these big appointments because Mm. if you waste their time, you might not be in a casting office. You might not be asked to come back again for years if you waste all these people's time and you show up unprepared and... But yeah, so that was my first audition was Mean Girls. But again, I just didn't. Just the auditions huge. Oh my God, I didn't know. I had no idea. I, I, don't, I don't even think I really was memorized. And it was a really important lesson for myself. I, I got asked actually to be Rachel McAdams stand-in when they were shooting in New York. And I was like, great, that sounds awesome. I don't know what a stand-in is, but I would like to do it. This sounds incredible. And Even to me, I'm like, that sounds awesome. Was Rachel like, McAdams, hell yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, but I do it. Sign me up. And let me tell you, it's not that nice. I mean, it can be, but it didn't feel nice because that was the role that I was up for and I didn't get it. And now I'm standing in her spot. You know, we look with similar, you know, look similar for lighting. You know, they light me. They they, they put marks down where she's going to walk, where she's going to land. Mm. I'm running. I ran the lines with, you know, Lindsay Lohan. I'm running Rachel's line so that you know, Rachel knows where she stands and Mark. So basically you go in and you do all the stuff for Rachel. And she was really sweet and amazing and wonderful. But I went in and did all the things for her. And then I step off and she comes in. And I was like, oh God, this is terrible. This is not, this is not for me. And also it was, a lot of people weren't kind to me on set. A lot of people weren't nice. I was, it's funny how a lot of times the hierarchy on, on set is, you know, people aren't necessarily, not always, oh my God, it's for sure not always, but there was the handful of people that were so amazing to me, so just welcoming and kind. And then there was the people that treated me as a stand-in with zero respect. And I wasn't. Why is it like that? Because I, I hear that stigma too. It's like the showbiz. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe it's like you Because you're so your humble. Like you've made it with all these jobs and all everything you're doing. And it's like, you're still so humble. And I think that's another question. It's like, you're very grounded in your practices and like, you're very close with your family. And like, you have those like values that. Thank you. And I feel like maybe some people will just get busy they forget that they need to do it because it's it's true right like people say it with with fame sometimes like the people who they used to be friends with maybe like they've drifted because uh-huh. there's this whole like above like you know i i don't i don't know why people change but i think i can answer why you know if my career continues to go in the direction that i hope it goes in it will i I would like to think that I would never change because I, you could lose it all tomorrow, right? Yeah. Whether it's whether it's because of your health, whether it's because of, of a family situation, whether it's no one cares, 
you're not the hot thing anymore. Whatever the reason is, like, oh my gosh, cancel culture. Like, what's oh, going God. on right now? Totally. So, like, I just you you. I think it's so important to be humble and kind. And maybe that was just some a really massive lesson that I learned when I was a stand-in on Mean Girls that you just never know where people are going to end up in life. You never know. Just always be kind, sincerely. Just be nice to people. I think it's people. just like, yeah, good always comes back. Totally. We were talking about this before we started rolling just in general with like business and just how you operate in life, like being a good human, a good friend, mm-hmm. a good business owner, entrepreneur. Like if you're a good person, like good will come back. Yeah, there's like people who are not so nice and they succeed and they're still booking the shows and the totally. movies. But like, I think from an ethics standpoint, like, I don't know, I couldn't look myself in the mirror if I wasn't a kind person. But also you have to understand like how everybody's a piece of your job, especially with acting, like be nice to the cameraman and be nice to lighting and be nice to the assistant and be nice to everybody because everybody's a moving part to help you do your job well. So Mm -hmm. be respectful to the people that are skilled in lighting to make you do your best, right? Like it's just all a moving part. So like, why not just be nice to each other? Why not just mm-hmm. acknowledge each other and look people in the eye and say, hi, thank you. Thank and I, I understand know. like there's certainly, there's been a few moments where being nice hasn't necessarily worked in my favor. For example, I'm always chatting with people and it's part of my personality and exactly the reason why I just said to you, I just think everyone's a moving part for you to do your job well, right? Like you, everyone is. But there is it's a couple times lately it's been happening to me where I have like really emotional scenes, really emotional scenes. And I don't have enough of a um, healthy boundary, I guess I should say, because I mean, I am so just ch- chatty with everybody that there's been times where I'm trying to prepare for a really emotional mm, scene and I need totally my space and this, I need yeah. my... I need my space and my time and I don't want to talk and I don't, if my head is down, I don't need you tapping me on my shoulder and it's not because I don't like you or respect or appreciate you. It's just that if I'm out of this moment and distracted and talking about your children or whatever, then I'm not present in this moment as an actor. So then it makes me realize like, okay, now I sort of understand why a lot of times maybe actors are perceived as being assholes maybe sometimes too because you do have to protect yourself. Your energy. You have to protect your energy. And sometimes like, People, any anyone, people like want a lot from you. Want your, uh, you know, with like the paparazzi, even like they, everyone's always like wanting your attention. So I guess it's always just like having empathy and compassion for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like you never, it's that cliche saying. It's like you never know what someone's going through. Yeah, you don't. Uh, and I just think like. <laughs> That makes total sense. But too. I definitely think I kindness is a fine line. I've learned like rather recently. I'm like, oh my God, everyone's talking to me. I need, I'm going to screw this scene up. I'm not going to do a good job. And so there's definitely a fine line because you have to protect your work too. And yeah, and, and in auditions too, right? When you're in the, when you book an audition, which is like really selective. So they, they tell you to go. Everyone, everyone's probably in their own space Oh God, too. I can't. I hate the audition space. I'm super, I'm, I'm very empathetic to other people. I take on other people's energies. Because like, you can feel them in that room, the tension. Oh, it's the worst feeling in the whole world. Like, I don't, I hate sitting. And a lot of times when you're in an audition space, it's in, you know, say that this casting director has a space in this office building. And a lot of times you'll see a sign on the door, actors do not wait in the hallway. And you're forced to sit next to these people. That, like, we all want the role, right? We all do. But like, there's no reason to none of us are ever going to bring the same thing to the role, right? Like we're never going to have the same essence. And they know what they want totally. too, right? Like they may not want this person over this person just because of the way one walks or like... In essence, right? Like sometimes yeah. like some people just have like a, a kind... Like there's times I've lost a role because 
you know what? She's just not mean enough or whatever it is. Mm. Like you, we didn't think she was mean enough in that role. The industry is so like, they just know. They know what they want. They see it when they they see it in two seconds. That's why it's just incredible with like everything you're doing and how much you've, how many roles you've gotten. Like it's insane. And like on, on that note, I kind of want to, I know there's a lot of people listening who maybe they're, they're a model and actress. And I, especially even more than ever with social media, I think, Mm -hmm. um, where people, I, I, this is a whole nother conversation too with like how they portray it, but a lot of people idolize that life so much, right? And I think social media really helps with that because it's everyone Highlight now real. has this thing to document everything <laughs> yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. So you can see like the life of a model. And I know they only see like the highlight reel, right? But uh, a lot of people desire that life is what I'm trying to say. So what would you say to someone listening who's in it where they're trying to get that role, that audition even, not mm-hmm. even the role, like the audition, or like they've always wanted to move out to LA because LA and New York are just the place where th- there's more auditions. It's yeah. just like where it's happening. So that's why a lot of models and, uh, and actresses move out here. And what would you say to them? Because it's definitely like, I know we're talking about like the highlight of all the accomplishments, mm-hmm. but I know you've definitely had, you've been in the industry for 15 years. <laughs> um. I think the advice I have for anybody who ever asks me when they're like, I want to be an actor. And I'm like, well, hell yeah, you can do it. Or right? how long does it take to get the big break? And it's I different. think it's just you have to love it with every ounce of your heart and your soul. Because, yeah, of course, of course there's beginner's luck. Or, of course, sometimes like, hey, I could have landed. Having Mean Girls as my first audition is, is crazy. Now that I know, now that I know the industry, that's nuts that that was my first audition to even be in that room. I don't want to say I didn't deserve it, but, like, I had no freaking clue what I was doing. Really good, though, because then you probably went in a lot calmer. <laughs> I think I've also learned a lot. Like, maybe I, maybe I wouldn't have been kind and humble. Maybe if I had that success at that age and I just blew up, then maybe I would have just just thrown my career away because I would thought I didn't have an appreciation or a a work ethic. But, um, I think my advice for anyone, it can't happen overnight. It can happen in a year or two, but I think oftentimes it doesn't, or if it does, then to stay, you know, there's always, you're always trying to get that next job, right? Like I feel so proud of myself right now that I'm minus quarantine right now in COVID, (laughs) but I'm working. It's the first time in my life that I can sit on a flight. You know, I fly, I go back and forth between Nashville and here, obviously being long distance with my husband. But um, usually I'm on a flight and someone's like, well, what are you working on? What what are you in? Have I ever seen you? And I'm like, oh, well, I did this um, movie a year ago or whatever. I'm usually like kind of like, oh, a year ago or six months ago. This is like the first year I can say I feel proud of myself because I, I have like a list of things that I'm working on. It's the first time I can say that. My point of sharing that story is it's been 15 years without that. It's been 15 years of like hustling and working hard and studying for auditions. And it's not like you don't just like get an audition and show up and it's like 30 minutes out of your day. That's not what an audition is. Like you get an audition and you study and memorize depending on how many pages it is. And you become as off book as possible Mm. the night before. And then you work with an acting coach if you can. And acting coaches are very expensive. A good one, you know. And then you prepare for the role and then you go in for the audition. And you generally, with LA traffic, you want to give yourself more than an hour to get anywhere here. And then you go there and you sign in. Like, it's not, every audition is like, 
such so a many piece hours, of your, a piece of your heart and soul that you're like dedicating to it. So it is so tough to be motivated audition after audition, year after year mm. when you're like, wait, am I, am I, am I good? And like, am I, some, you start to self doubt, but to the, back to the, your original question is anyone that asks me, I want to be an actor. What do you think? My first thing is like, do you love it with all of your heart and soul? Right? Like that's because for me, it doesn't ever really feel like work. Yeah. I get discouraged. Yes. I get sad. You know, you put a lot into these auditions that, that sometimes don't know they don't go anywhere. And sometimes they don't go anywhere because you are just not the right look. You're not the right essence. You're too. Your mindset for actors is like you have to be Ugh. so strong in your mind. It's, it's a lot. Because it's like a lot of entrepreneurs and like Tony Robbins and those kind of like motivational coaches. It's always like it's all in your hands. Like it's your destiny is in your hands. But for that industry, like, yes, you could do everything right. On the on the had the best you could have said the lines the best you could have practiced the best had the best energy but then something on like you can't change like I know they would change your hair color and stuff like yeah. that but like maybe it's something that like they just can't change and you don't get the role and it's like you did everything in your heart so like you having to like take that okay and show up the next day and keep relentlessly moving forward it takes so much it's a lot yeah it's it's. It's a lot to just stay positive and feel encouraged because it's hard to not take it personal, right? Like every other job in life you work really hard at. You want to be a really good attorney. You study your butt off and you educate yourself and you take the necessary steps and internships and you work your butt off to get where you want to get. And you can and you will. And it's really tough with acting. I mean, I think perseverance, right? Like continuing for year after year. I mean, I could have quit 10 years ago and I would have never had these opportunities ever. But I also, I think there's that fine line of like when, I always think of this meme and I think I mentioned it last time. Oh, I love but, this one. Oh, no, say this so one. So it's love like, it. there's, I, I think about it so often. It's two miners digging and there's diamonds at the end of their tunnel and one turns around and he's like a centimeter away from the end and the other one continues digging and the quote is something like, don't give up. You, you never yeah. know how far you've come. Don't give up on your dream. And I think about that so often because I feel like every oh, moment goodness. in my career where I've kind of felt hopeless and lost and felt felt like, damn, maybe this isn't meant for me. Maybe I'm not meant to be doing this. It's like the second I kind of release the energy and I'm like about to quit. It's like the universe or God or whatever it is that you believe in gives me a little something to say you know what Sabina no no keep 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 going but yeah I think about that a lot because I never want you know you I never want to be that that person that you know I, I am long distance from my husband and we just got married a year ago and I I, I do sacrifice a lot to ch chase this dream so there's certainly times where I'm like you know we're having dinner in two separate cities and he's a musician and and he's you know on tour somewhere and I'm here by myself in my apartment and sometimes it's hard not to second guess it to be like wait am I doing especially in LA with oh my like God. yeah it's a lot um like the life here is different like it's a completely different life than like another city so I you give up a lot to like move away from family and loved ones but you give it up because this place like I said maybe I'm biased because I moved here and I I love it. It's magical, but like it is a lot you give up like yeah. and a lot of you pay quadruple in rent than you would in somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You pay like 
but it's like why people it's like the cost of living here it's like the land of opportunity yeah so yeah um, it's i mean it's certainly you, you you sacrifice a lot right you sac i mean maybe some people don't maybe some people we won't sacrifice a lot maybe some people will be able to have people help pay you know help pay their way or I don't know maybe it's a hobby for them I don't know everyone has their own mm-hmm. different career path but I, I certainly found it challenging at times where things were slow for myself and I felt like I was sacrificing so much my family's in Massachusetts I'm by myself here I have great friends but I'm like oh is this really you just second guess it and it's funny right before booking LA's finest I had I think I don't know what it is like energetically that happened it's funny when my friends are like, I'm looking for a man and I can't find one. I want a man. I want a man. I want a man. <laughs> and, I, and it's something that you always hear the same thing told over and over. They're like, the second I stopped looking, I found him. Right? I love that how that always happens. Like that right? always like, works like that. But I don't know what it is. It's like the second you like release it, it happens. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can't give anybody advice on that. If you really care passionately and deeply for something, you're not going to be like, mm-hmm. stop caring and it's going to happen. But it's funny with acting, I was feeling my most disheartened and about a year and a half ago and I went to church and Tyler's whole band played in the worship band at this church. So um, they were actually all moving to Nashville. They were all going, they were all t- move, picking up their families and leaving with their wives and going to Nashville to be with Tyler. And I was the only one staying behind mm. to still keep chasing my acting dream. And it had been a really slow year. And um, I walk into you know church and everyone's in the band and I, I playing this beautiful worship music. And I don't know what came over me. I just started sobbing. I was like, maybe I'm not meant to be doing this anymore. Maybe I, maybe I should be going to Nashville. I mean, is it crazy? The whole band's leaving and I'm staying. Like, what? Maybe this isn't meant for me. And a girl came over to me. I think she felt like kind of connected to me. And she's like, puts her hand on my shoulder. It was a sweet moment. And she's like, do you want me to pray with you? And I'm like, mm, that would be really nice. Thank you. And she's like, what's heavy on your heart? And I was like, um, professional clarity. And it was so crazy. It was this, it was this moment that um, I was just ready to kind of maybe give up. Maybe I was like, maybe I, maybe something else is meant for me. Like, tell me what I'm supposed to do. Am I supposed to be an esthetician? Maybe am I supposed to be a massage therapist? Like somebody tell me what I'm supposed to do because maybe this isn't it. And church is Sunday and Tuesday I found out that I booked Narcos and then went while I was shooting Narcos, I was in Mexico while I was shooting that. I found out I booked a Hallmark movie. While I was shooting the Hallmark movie, I found out I had the callback for LA's Finest, um, which was supposed to just be the one episode and the pilot. And then all of a sudden, the one episode became six episodes and then eight episodes and then nine episodes. And then I ended up booking a movie last year with Pierce Brosnan and Justin Theroux and Alana Glazier. And it just felt like... The first time, I don't know what it was, what it, whether it, I released it. I, I, I stopped trying. I stopped trying to force it and I was ready to quit. And I don't know if that was like that little, you know, the meme with the minor. It was like, was that my like little diamond nugget thrown my way to be like, no, Sabina, don't you quit yet. You know, yeah. there's like, and, but it never ends though to like one of your questions a few ago. It, when I say it never ends, it's yes, I feel proud of myself for what I've accomplished this year. I, I did that on my own. No one said, hey, I know this casting director. Let me introduce you. It was years and years of hard work. But I accomplished these things and I feel proud of myself. But 
I've got to keep doing it, right? Like I still have to go in those rooms. I still have to earn every single audition. I still have to have people trust me and believe in me and feel I'm the right thing for the right, you You're know, just even stronger at it though. It's like, there's always going to be another there. Uh, it's always, there's always like, another that's there. The thing. It's like, it's a, it's the way we are as human beings. We're always, especially I feel like people who are like very driven and entrepreneurs and creating their own reality, yeah. right? Like you're creating your own reality with the jobs and, and everything you're creating in your life. And we're the creators of our life and being like that relentless, like there's, it's just in us, like, yeah, like be content in the now. That's something you did yeah. say you're content because that's something that's so important is like enjoying the journey and not just chasing the next day. But like, but you are chasing the next day, but you're being so present and like content. And I think that the the minor meme and then what, <laughs> what we were talking about with your journey, I want to say like you did make that decision in church that like, you know what, like you prayed and this is you're living in your purpose. Mm -hmm. And then because you stuck to that and you didn't say like on Sunday, like, you know what, I'm moving to Nashville too. The universe showed up for you and, and all that came in. Like I say, like when you show up for life, like life shows up for you. Yeah. And it's like that literally happened right there. I mean, I was so. ready to, I was, I was ready to pack my bags. I know. Like, yeah. I want to talk about me. that with, um, so Tyler, such so incredible. Oh, like, guys, you. Tyler Rich, I'll put him in the show notes, all of his Spotify, his music's incredible. Like, if you don't like country, like, give it a try because I'm telling you, like, it's, so, it's so good. Like, his I music love that I called so you the other good. day and you had his music on. Literally, so, it was, that made me happy. It was playing mid-song. Like, you can't fake that. It was so good. And I, I genuinely, like, mean it. Like, he's incredible. But I want to, I have to ask. I know the people are going to want to know. How did your paths cross? I actually know the story and it's so cute. So I have to like <laughs> let you share. Well, damn it. It's the same thing. Well, it's funny. I like now I feel like I'm, I'm kind of telling the same story again. Well, not really. I was really down and out. I had just been really, really hurt. And then you meet a hot country music star. <laughs> well, I just kind of like let it go. Well, I the was females like, are probably like, okay, I will take notes. Well, well I was put, to. I mean, I don't know what the, what the universe was giving me at that time in life. I was put through the ringer. I, I, I had just gotten out of two back-to-back -back relationships and, and um, I've been really, really hurt. I mean, if you could imagine the worst case scenario of hurt that a woman could be put mm -hmm. through, it was that. Worst case scenario. Anyways, I wasn't... Guys, I, all of that through her incredible relentless journey. Let's just like... I just was scared of love and I was scared. So it was this similar to me with the acting, I guess I should say, where I just kind of released and I was like, I'm not going to fight it. If it happens, it does. At this moment, I would, my girlfriends brought me to Stagecoach and I was like, I just need to do some soul searching, not at Stagecoach. Right? I just was like, this is a time of my life that I'm going to live for me enjoy. and enjoy. And I'm going to go and be with friends and, and go to festivals and not live for another man. And I'm going to live for were me. you like, I'm going to do this for another year. Like what was your I like, didn't really have a, it I feel was, like females do that. They're I didn't like, have like a timeline. It was just the, break, the year the of breakup me. Was you know how people say totally like, year of me. year of me. It was really, um, the breakup was pretty fresh. But it was just, I had never been single. I had been in a relationship for 10 years and wow. then one for two years. So I had two back-to-back -back relationships. And I just was like, I just need a moment. A, a moment to to maybe not live for somebody else and live for myself. I always, I'm so loving and giving, maybe to a fault, that I end up putting myself on the back burner. And that's sort of a bit of what happened. And so one of my girlfriends brought me to Stagecoach at a painful time in my life. And she was like, let's go have this fun weekend. Oh. And I actually wasn't a huge country fan at the time. Wow. Um, 
I didn't know I didn't know a lot about it. And Tyler was dancing next to me in the pit. Um, we were watching Dustin Lynch. And what's really sweet is I didn't I didn't know that Tyler was actually on stage. He's friends with Justin, and, and Tyler was watching me from the stage, and he came down and strategically danced next to me on purpose. Oh and my, my girlfriends are like, that's the hottest guy I've ever seen, which they were right. I mean, I was so taken aback by him. He had, like, he's this terrifying combo of, like, so handsome like, I didn't know I even like tattoos, but he's, like, all tatted. And yes, well, all the girls look him up. He's all tatted, and he's just handsome, but then, like, so warm and kind. And the second he came over to me, I was, like, he truly had me so flustered. And he said to me, he's like, you look so familiar. He's like, you look really familiar to me. He's like, have we met somewhere? And I'm just, like, the worst flirt, and I didn't even know what to say back, so I just lied to him and repeated what he said to me. I was like, you look familiar, too, and I was totally lying because he didn't look familiar, but I just knew he looked handsome. You're an actress, after all, so you're... <laughs> but what was funny and really sweet, actually, is he had seen me in the Entourage movie. Oh, my and God. And he, he really was being sincere with yeah. saying, you look familiar. I was not. I was lying because I didn't know how to flirt back because I just repeated it. And um, we, we spoke for a few minutes and I was just staring at him and he's like, we, maybe we have mutual friends on Instagram. And as he was like looking at his Instagram, trying to get service at Stagecoach and I just like realized in that moment, like everything came crashing down on me. Like I'm scared. I, he's handsome and sweet and I'm scared of him. This, and you're like, this is also supposed to be the year of me. This is like, the year of me. He's too good to be true. I don't know. I want to make out with him. I got to get the hell out of here. So I like ran away from him. I was like, it was so nice to meet you. I got to go. And yeah. he's like, wait, where are you going? I'm like, I, I'll, I'll see you after. And then I was looking for him. I thought I would see Isn't him. That crazy though, because stagecoach is a festival. It's crazy. Like you're yeah. Not gonna... I mean, I thought I thought I would see him, and then I we had some mutual friends in the same area, mm. and I'm like, oh, where's that um that guy Tyler? Uh, my friend Janice, one of my one of my really good friends, she's like, you have a, you like him? I was like, no, that's that's insane. No, I don't like him. I don't even know him. I don't know him, but I feel rude, and I feel <laughs> like I owe. I'm just like That's a little a apology. To, I just feel like I ran away like like a jerk. So I feel I feel bad. And then I didn't find him that night, and we left to come back to LA. And then he DM'd me the next day. And then you know when so you DM knew who you were, he slid into my DMs. But you know when you DM somebody, we talked a little bit. It was like really sweet, just sweet, innocent mm. combo. And then he sent me his phone number, but I didn't. You know when you open a te- uh, you open a message on Instagram, they can see that I've seen it. So I allowed it to sit there for a couple of days. Like I saw it was his number, but I was scared to open it. Cause I'm like, oh God, that's the next step. DMing is like, man, eh, you could just DM like new friends on Instagram. But like texting is like, that's the next step. Uh, I couldn't do that. So I waited a couple of days and I kept thinking about him. And then anyways, we, we started texting and we had our first date a few weeks later. And yeah, we were engaged one year after oh my that. God. So he was in Nashville, you were in LA, and then you, he came to LA? He, no, actually, he, so he was living in Nashville, yep, and I was in LA, and he kept, he was like, do you want to maybe come here, you know, for our first date, or maybe I come to LA? And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> that's too serious, no, no. Wow. 
can't have you in my town and I can't be in your town. And um, he actually had a residency performing at a casino. This is before he had his record deal or anything. He's with Big Machine now. And, you know, they have Florida Georgia line and crazy and Brett, Brett Young and Thomas Red. And I'm, he's just an Love amazing. He's the best. So Ty at that time was performing at a casino outside of Napa. And um, he had like a residency there a few nights a month and he'd perform there and then go back to Nashville. And, and for some reason that felt safer to me. I don't know why. Maybe that doesn't make sense. But for some reason, like meeting him in Sacramento and that's where he's from. He's from Yuba City. He's from Northern California. Mm. And so meeting him there and having our date there and just hopping on the plane home a few hours later just felt, I don't know, I don't know, just a little, little less like am I going to sleep over tonight? Serious. If I went to Nashville, it would feel like, uh, where do I sleep? Yeah. My it's hotel like, yeah, it's just like met. Yeah. Way. So we just kind of met in the middle and it was the second he picked me up from the airport. He, oh, wow. I, I was so flustered. I mean, I was just so flustered and over the same feelings I had a few weeks earlier. And he's just a really And then the rest was history. Human. He's just a, he, he is a good, everything you've told me, I'm like, wow, he's so relentless. Like they're very similar with their, with the way they are. Like Sabina never gives up. Like you guys are in industries that are so hard. Okay. Yeah. Like so it's like to get a record deal and like to have the success that like, man, that's a whole journey. I'd love to hear Tyler's journey, but I know like that's another, like, I think what makes it, you know, people always say is long distance tough. And I mean, truthfully, it's all we know. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it is all we know. The only time it's really tough is when I have, you know, like I said before, when when you start to second guess, like, damn, am I really am I doing the right thing? I'm sacrificing a lot to be here in LA, and I'm not with him. So, but it's not tough because of we've worked our entire lives for this moment. You guys are living you know? it. Like he's yeah. worked so hard to get this record deal and to have these opportunities that he has right now. And it's the same for me. Like I've worked my entire life and we're, we by all means have like, we haven't gotten to the place that we'd like to be. You know, we still have a long way to go. But to everyone, everyone, you're, you're so there. Like you guys have achieved so much. It's like, Thank it's you. like you're either there, right? It's always evolving, but it's so, it's like, it's so incredible. Like you guys are both just like the biggest dreamers, believers, and like just going after your your dream life and that's like what I really like wanted to dial in like showcase on this episode like it truly like anything you you want to achieve in life like you are worthy of that dream and like both of you Thank guys you. like your children Thank you. oh my god oh that's sweet they're that's gonna sweet. be like anything they want like I can just imagine like it's so important like at a young age like you said like for your parents to I think that's so lovely that your parents were like that to instill those Thank beliefs because it does shape yeah, like totally. And I'm not saying like if you didn't have that, like you can still obviously you just have to be that own absolutely. advocate yeah, your yourself. Own, absolutely. But it's just a beautiful thing. It excites me like your kids. Thank you. That's very sweet. No, he's 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 a good one. He's you know, it's nice and it's nice. We feel proud of each other. Right. Like you I'm just really proud of who he is as a person and he motivates me and, and where I have my shortcomings. He's like he it's funny. We're in such different careers, but so similar. Right. Like he's. He always teaches me a lot, like, especially like quarantine. Like this is our, I mean, we just got married in September and this is our first time. Yes, guys, head to Sabina's Instagram and look at the photos. I swear, did they get into a lot of magazines and press? Because did. I so didn't know Sabina um, a year ago, like when it when your wedding was, was it a year ago? It was September, last September. So I saw these pictures like trending all over my Instagram. Oh, that's so and sweet. like all these like influencers were like, it was like out of vogue 
I swear to God, like it was at a, where was it? We it wanted was a to make music it, festival. We wanted to make it different. Well, you know, with Tyler and I having met at Stagecoach and so much of our relationship is on the road. Like a lot of times, you know, I'm, we definitely don't have a traditional relationship. Mm. I mean, being in quarantine together, this is the first time that we've done, I mean, it sounds silly, but this is the first time we've gone grocery shopping and made dinner and woken up and made breakfast together. Like Usually, you guys are thriving. We've only, I mean, usually we only have a few weeks of that a year. We only have it over Christmas because usually I'm meeting him on the road and he's on tour and then I'm yeah. here during the week auditioning and then I'm meeting him again on weekends and he's here I when he can that, be. So you we guys should have a show. <laughs> That'd be yeah. fun. Oh God, I'd be probably, I'd be a mess. What it on takes a sh- to build your dream. Oh, it's like tough. Because <laughs> honestly, you know, we were talking about the Instagram highlight reel. Like it's so much more than just like you just doing like, obviously like that's what people post is like the highlight reel, but it's so much more than that. And like I'm I trying think to be more transparent with my socials because I feel like there was a period, like just a big period of my life where I didn't like, I'm like, no one wants to see me land at eight in the morning and grab my car and change in my car and rush to get to an audition and then changing again in my car and fixing my hair for this role because you have to show up and look like you have to have the the essence of this role so like I'm like no one wants to see me changing in my car and studying in my car and and meeting my acting coach and and sweating and And then feeling sad and there's a truck driving by and I'm trying to change my pants and having them not seen to my car like that's what the real days are like and then trying to get on another flight that night to to LAX to go see him and then not sleeping and studying and skyping with my acting Mm -hmm coach I mean it certainly sometimes spreads yourself really really thin to do well at everything you know to be a good wife and partner and and be a good actor and it's it's certainly certainly tough sometimes <laughs> that's why I love podcasting right because you can like it's long form content where you can like share all the behind like the you can get into that nitty-gritty like yeah. you can totally do that on social obviously but uh, I do know like with social media with like how the platform shifted. It is like, I remember in the old days of social media, I, when I was doing just like all health and wellness content, I would just take a picture of my like little lunch in my Tupperware container and be like, I'm eating four ounces of a chicken breast. Like just like, yeah. and it would do so well. Yeah. Like, maybe hit the explore page. Cause I was growing a lot back then. And yeah. it's like, that's the same thing with like your content. Like with what you're saying, like it's not glam, you know, but that's why I think, I think like what's social- to make it relatable. I think people, I think it, people are craving that now I because think there's not period, there was certainly a, like the pretty post, but I think there's just something now like, I know it's a shift like real authentic, genuine like so that's why the you, podcast right? platform is like popping off too. Well, like, thanks for having me on. Oh my god, thank <laughs> you for being on a second time. I'm like so grateful of. of I your feel time. like you ask me questions and then I babble, so I'm really sorry oh, if anyone's listening. But that's why podcasts are perfect because <laughs> it's so organic. Like it's just like how it flows out, and I feel like it's people natural, listening are like, you know? "What the hell?" Sabina's on a tangent. Like, no, that's why I love podcasts because it's literally like a, a conversation, and I like to make my podcasts like that. Like coffee and a good vibe you know it's just like you're having coffee with a friend and it's a conversation that every one of you listening like you're in like if we're in your ear it's like you're a part of the conversation too and like yeah. being a part of this conversation as well like if you guys are listening and you're loving this content like definitely connect with us on social media screenshot your phones let us know you're listening and we love connecting like sabina i know she's got the blue check on instagram <laughs> like she's so sweet like we like i am so grateful we connected because like we have this newfound friendship now and it's, it's like sweet it's it's a, we got connected through one of tyler's friends that i don't even really know uh, through your friend i mean i just love that and it was just like 
yeah, I, I really your love your vibe attracts your tribe. That's like literally what I've been saying to people when you meet good people. I'm like, it's true. It's like if you are always putting out that energy, you're gonna make all the good. You're gonna attract all the good people. And like with the acting, like yeah, there's those showbiz people, but then you'll attract the good ones, like Sabina. I appreciate that. Well, thank you. She's <laughs> so true. So. Uh, I want to, one more thing I want to mention on, on Tyler and you, because I think we need an episode with Tyler and you oh just my God. Like on He's, your relationship because there's so many things with just like, yes, even like long distance relationships, but both of you guys as entrepreneurs in incredible industries that are very, like, I don't like seeing competitive and saturated because like, I don't want that to sound, it sounds discouraging and that's why I don't want to say that, but like industries where you have to be relentless. You have yeah. to have a certain mindset and work ethic to like persevere and, and hit mm-hmm. that goal because anyone can do it. But you and Tyler are just like incredible together and you guys have the Leave Her Wild Sunday IG Live. Uh, yeah, we so have a- can you just, like that started in quarantine, guys. It did like, like hundreds and thousands of views on a live. You're so sweet. I'm an analytic person. I mean, I'll That's be insane. honest. I like blacked out the first day. I like really took it too far. So. so can you explain like what? So it started because of. Well, we just kind of, you know, wanted to give people a little glimpse of just like chatting with us and the, the uninhibited fun content. And I think um, and Tyler had written this song called Leave Her Wild, which seems a little cliche to a lot of people who don't like but the words of the song are so much deeper than that it's you know there's a line in it that says don't dull that shine that caught your eye because you're afraid somebody might take her I mean that's about like it's not about a girl just like drinking and being fun and being you know a wild child but it's about like a man allowing his woman to be herself because there's a lot of times you know, and speaking from experience where, where a guy will maybe fall in love with a woman and, and he's like, oh God, I love all this stuff about her. But then it's like becomes like controlling, like, oh no, I don't want people to see this fun spark that you have. And I don't know, that song. I feel is, like that's insecurity. Have, yeah. And that song is like really deep meaning for me. And, and, um, but it's a lot of like our relationship and our fun and our silliness and our goofiness. So people love it. We started doing a Leave Her Wild Sunday brunch and, um, Live music. We, before it's we like- had structure, Tyler's significantly the structured one in our relationship. I mean, he's like on time, doesn't miss anything ever. Mm-hmm. He like, and then, you know, I tend to be a little bit of the opposite. You know, I'm good with my auditions, but like when you like throw a bunch of games and drinking at me on an IG live, I really took it too far. <laughs> so what happened on our first IG live was we just had some guests of our in our lives, some friends of ours, um, and we were playing drinking games. And, you know, the IG live can only go an hour. And we didn't, we just kept, once we hit the hour, we just picked back up for another hour. We were on live for three hours. Oh my God. And we had... Um, you know, Dustin Lynch and John Party came on and had fun with us and played music and played drinking games. And then um, Max Theria is one of Tyler's really good friends. He's an actor as well. And um, um, it's like a concert for free for people. Oh God, it was like so, uh, it was so much fun. And then uh, George Kittle from the 49ers, Tyler's from NorCal. He's a huge 49ers fan and Ty and him have become friends. And and George's wife, Claire, has become my little buddy. And anyways, everyone came on this day. It was like new quarantine had just, IG lives in the beginning of quarantine were popping off. Yeah, it was like we were just it was new and it was one of our first Sundays. And I I wasn't fake drinking, whatever. I'm not gonna like fake drink. We were like playing games, but we played with every guest. Like every guest we played with. And every guest would then, you know, hang up and proceed with their day and we just kept playing. Oh, like you're like the next ones, let's go. Yeah, let's go. And then by the end of the day, I so I had this like loose 
t-shirt on crop top <sighs> and I didn't have a bra on because like I don't know I'm, You're like, at home. I'm at it's home quarantine. and it's like quarantine it's and like I bent over apparently in one of the I don't know I bent over and I flashed everyone and I didn't even know it I didn't even know and then the next day I had like just a handful of dms and and it was but it's gone the live's gone yes gone live is gone and it's I would have liked to save that one but maybe it would have been horribly embarrassing because I was like I was really blacked out. There's this Polish liquor. I don't have it here because we drank it that day. But it's called Krupnik. And it's like a, a, a honey liqueur. A honey so liqueur. Good. It tastes delicious. And it's deceiving as hell. And it's going to get you. Can I cuss? Yeah. I don't. I don't always like. It gets you fucked up. So like I. I Soundbite. But you like take sips of it and you think that it's not hitting you and then all of a sudden and then you're all of a sudden especially if you're like sitting down and like just in it and then you get up and you I was you. in it and then I like laid down for a nap at like 4 p.m. and I woke up the next day at like 10 a.m. I slept oh like 14 gosh. hours and my body was like I am so mad at Need you rest but that was supposed to be our Lever first call is still going yeah I missed <laughs> our first call so that's what happens I commit I committed to the craft of cocktail hour it's and for the content though you tell me it's oh for the- god <laughs> I'm like good on you girl that's amazing <laughs> it's too much <laughs> so the Lever Wild tour is still well, IG Live, it's still going on. Yeah, it's happening. It's so, still happening. Perfect. Where can everyone find you and we oh, access all this? Um, we do. We host the Leave Her Wild Sunday brunch on Tyler's Instagram. By the way, if you hear any noises, we have two huskies. Have kids. We have two husky children. One is 14, and we just adopted a 15-year-old named Max. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know, but huskies are very vocal, and it's almost Abby's dinner time, so she's going to start – She's She's ready. She's going to start huffing. Plug your handle. She's about to start um, huffing and puffing. So yeah, Tyler's Instagram is Tyler Rich. My Instagram is Sabina. So nice. It's just so, her name, she got it. I got it. Not not anything else, but I got it. It's Sabina, not Sabrina, but everything will be linked below. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Sorry for my getting off on tangents. I, I got to work it. on that. No, I feel like it's so organic. And I hope you guys truly feel like you're here with us. Like, this just kicking fun. a vibe. And tune in to everything they're doing. Like, the Lever Wild Tour. Now that you said it, they're all going to want that authentic content. They're going to ask for it. <laughs> and it's just... I just want to say thank you again for everything you dropped on on the podcast today. And it's always such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening, guys. And thank you for having me. This was fun. Thank you so much. Abby's got to eat. Abby's like, give me my food. So we will see you guys (laughs) next time for another episode. Thank you guys so much.